A reading from Genesis, the third chapter. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other wild animal that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God say you shall not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the middle of the garden, nor shall you touch it or you shall die. But the serpent said to the woman, you will not die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made loincloths for themselves. They heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden at the time of the evening breeze. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, where are you? He said, I heard the sound of you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. He said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, the woman who you gave to be with me, she gave me fruit from the tree and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, what is this that you have done? The woman said, the serpent tricked me and I ate. The Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, cursed are you among all animals and among all wild creatures. Upon your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers. He will strike your head, and you will strike his heel. Adam named his wife Eve, because she would become the mother of all the living. The Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. And the Lord God said, the man has now become like one of us, knowing good and evil. He must not be allowed to reach out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. So the Lord God banished him from the garden of Eden to work the ground from which he had been taken. After he drove the man out, he placed on the east side of the garden of Eden cherubim and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace and peace to you from God our Creator and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. It's been a long day. This mother of two has walked almost two miles to get to the coast, where she spent the day fishing to provide for her family. She had to fish in tough seas, constantly being tossed by the waves, and had to face numerous perils throughout the day. But she does this every other day because her partner and kids are counting on her for survival. Having finally caught enough, she makes her way back to shore to then start the two-mile walk back to find her family. As she approaches the large, overcrowded population, a cacophony of sound greets her. One and a half million voices, all talking, shouting out to one another, making noise. 
She knows where her family was that morning before she left, but they are not where she thought they'd be now. Searching for them, but not being able to see them, she stops and listens for the unique voice of her partner and kids. Finally, she hears them. Even amidst the roaring sound, she can distinguish their voices. And this chin-strap penguin is reunited with her family. Her baby chicks overjoyed at the meal she has brought them. And now it's dad's turn to make the journey. Penguins are pretty amazing creatures, aren't they? Their relationships are actually a lot like ours as humans. In fact, before I said the words chin-strap penguins, how many of you thought I was talking about a human family, a human mother? These penguins are monogamous, mating with only one other penguin their entire life. They have daily struggles just like we do. They work hard and are dedicated to their families. But one lesson I think we can learn from penguins is the art of listening. To be able to pick out the sound of one voice amidst a million and a half other voices is just incredible. In our own lives as humans, while we may not be surrounded by literal voices calling out all at the same time, we are certainly pulled in many different directions by figurative voices, all vying for our attention. Voices of managers and bosses asking us if we could add just one more project to our list or attend just one more meeting, maybe two. Voices of our families asking us, when will dinner be? Can you go grocery shopping today? Can you pick up my medication? Who's going to take the kids to ballet or soccer practice? Voices of social media and culture telling us we need to be healthier, skinnier, prettier, work harder, vote this way, vote that way. Voices of our own self-consciences asking we, whether we should listen to that social media voice, looking at ourselves in the mirror and judging ourselves. Even voices of genuinely good causes, all asking for help or funding, are yet another voice to add to the mix. And it's in the midst of all of these voices that God calls to us as well. But it's not always clear as to which voice is God's voice. How do we distinguish God's voice from the others? What does God's voice sound like? Does God have a unique call like the penguins do? Well, I don't believe that it is easy to hear God, nor do I believe that God sounds the same to everyone. I do believe the story we read from Genesis today gives us some clues. Now, up until our story for today, both versions of the story of creation have been told. And in the second version, which is the one that we are in, God creates a man out of the earth, breathes life into him, and puts him in a garden to tend and take care of it, as well as to name and care for all the animals that God had created. He told the man that he could eat of any tree in the garden except for one tree, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And if he ate of this tree, he would die. Then God noticed that the man was lonely, and that eventually leads God to create woman from one of Adam's ribs. And finally, Adam had a partner, Eve. They lived in this beautiful garden. 
There was one clear and simple rule to follow. They were naked and felt no shame, and it looked like they would live happily ever after. But then in our story for today came the serpent, another voice to add to the mix, a voice challenging what they knew and understood. This voice made sense and had some logic to it, and it led Adam and Eve to be confused as to which voice they should listen to. What do you do when you have conflicting voices? How do you know which one to listen to? It's not always easy to know, is it? In this case, it is unfortunate that Adam and Eve listened to the wrong voice, and there were consequences for that, as there are for any decision or choice that we make, whether good or bad. But it's what happens next that I believe holds the key to hearing God's voice in our world today. First, God, who must have known what has happened already, seeks them out. Where are you? He says. God doesn't ignore them or go away from them or automatically punish them, but wants to confront them, to talk to them, to try to understand why they did what they did. God always seeks us and hears us out and never gives up on us. Just as the daddy and chick penguins never gave up hope that mom would come through with the food, neither does God give up hoping in us. Any voice that tells you it's hopeless or you should just give up when life gets hard is not God's voice. Second, after Adam and Eve confess that they were hiding from God because they were naked and ashamed, God still doesn't get mad or punish them. Instead, God asks them, who told you that you were naked? In other words, I created you to be beautiful, strong, confident, and unashamed of who you are. Who made you question that? Any voice that makes you feel ashamed of yourself or tells you that you are anything less than who God created you to be is not God's voice. Third, God asks of Adam, have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? And then of Eve, what have you done? God is not afraid to ask the tough questions. God wants honesty and truth. And God always gives us the opportunity to do the right thing and make amends. Any voice that asks you to lie or to take the easy way out is not God's voice. And finally, God realizes that they can no longer stay in the garden. So God sends them out with the consequences of their actions, but not before making one last simple but very strong statement. In fact, you might have missed it if you weren't looking for it. It says, The Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. You see, up until this very moment, according to the stories that we've heard, there was no death in the world. Adam and Eve, along with all living creatures, were vegetarians, eating off the land. But now, even though God created Adam and Eve to be proud of themselves, God meets them where they are, in the midst of their pain, sadness, embarrassment, fear, uncertainty, and sacrifices the life of one of God's beloved animals to make clothes for them, to cover their shame. 
Sometimes the most powerful voice is one of silent action. Any voice that suggests there's no forgiveness, there's no second chances, I'm giving up on you, you're not worth it, is not God's voice. God never gives up on us. And God will never give up on our planet either. Hear God's voice from Revelation 22, 1 through 5, through the Apostle John. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, as clear as crystal flowing from the throne of God and the Lamb down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing twelve crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, and his servants will serve them. They will see his face and his name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun for the Lord God will give them light and they will reign forever and ever. God is constantly working still today to reverse the curse and shame of sin and restore the garden of Eden on earth where God will permanently reside with us. God is bringing heaven back to earth. So as we continue our journey back to the Garden of Eden, with many perils and unknowns ahead, remember that like the chinstrap penguin, God will always seek us out until God finds us. God will never give up on us. And God will always call out to us with a message of hope and new life. May God grant us the courage, the patience, the heart, and the listening ears of penguins that we might be able to hear God's loving voice speaking to us amidst the cacophony of life. Amen. <laughs>